Today's podcast is presented to you by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you'll get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co. That's again, podgo, P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. And be sure to add the Social Work Rants podcast in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of your application. Disclaimer, this podcast is not to be a substitute for individual therapy. If you need assistance, call 911 if you're in the U.S. or any emergency phone number. If you need help, if you feel depressed, anxious, reach out to someone. This podcast is for educational or entertainment purposes only. Thank you. Social workers, mental health professionals, and change agents. Welcome to another episode of the Social Work Rants Podcast. I'm your host, Bass Moreno. I hope everybody is doing well, uh, wherever and however you're listening to the podcast. Uh, you can follow the podcast on Instagram at the Social Work Rants Podcast. That's all one word. You can also follow the podcast on Twitter at Social Work Rants. Um, again, I hope everybody's doing well. Uh, thank you, everybody that has been listening to the podcast, that's been sharing the podcast on social media. Uh, please subscribe to the podcast. Uh, tell a friend, tell a friend to subscribe. Uh, leave a, a comment, uh, leave a rating, especially on uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, I would really uh, appreciate that. Uh, if you go to anchor.fm, you can also uh, support the podcast for as little as 99 cents if you choose to. Uh, you could do that as well. Uh, that will help uh, promote uh, future episodes and things that I have planned and uh, you know, try to line up uh, things with the podcast. So, um, yes, I realized last week's episode I did not do my usual weekly like update um you know sharing my voice i just uh released my interview with uh, ella McAllister from new jersey uh i hope uh, you guys get to check out uh my my interview with her she's doing amazing work in new jersey um in substance abuse addictions and as of the uh when I interviewed her, she was taking new clients. Uh, you, uh, you could go back to the show notes, and uh, I put her information on it to see if she's taking new clients, if you are seeking um, or needing mental health therapy. Um, so uh, in these last two weeks, a lot has been going on, not only in the social work field, but or there's always something going on in social work or related to social work. 
but also on a personal level as well. Um, back on the 16th of this month, I officially became a homeowner. Um, so I'm very excited about that. Um, that's partly why uh, you know, I didn't record a, a separate segment. Um, but yeah, it's been uh, quite busy these last few weeks, you know, setting up, uh, you know, the house. And it has been over six years and change, um, a long time coming. I've um, been wanting this moment uh, for a long time. Um, you know, shout out to uh, my kids for their, uh, you know, patience and resiliency. No, f- uh, no. First and foremost, no, no. Thank uh, God for giving me this opportunity, for my mom in heaven for blessing me uh, from heaven. Um, I know she got something to do with, with you know, this blessing, and you know, I'm just gonna enjoy it uh, as long as I can and maintain it as long as I can. And and I got a lot of uh, you no know, things uh, planned. Um, no, I needed the house first, so that that's exciting. Uh, I posted on on my Twitter feed um, the day it happened, so uh, uh, f- you could check out my uh, IG live I did with um, Urban Teach New Jersey, uh, uh, Rosalind Ortega. She does you know amazing work talking about real estate and finances and things like that. I was on her IG live this past Monday and I shared the uh, breaking news and I posted it on the uh, podcast uh, IG page. So you could go check that out as well. I'll talk briefly about my process uh, to home ownership. Uh, I I did my homework. um, As uh, many of you listeners or the diehard listeners know, like I have moved to Delaware, uh, for those that don't know, uh, or listening to the podcast, um, for the first time, uh, originally from the Bronx, aka Wakanda, Bronx, New York, uh, moved to Delaware in October 2020 in the mix of the pandemic, um, you know, it was a 2020 goal of moving out of New York City, just New York is... I can't do, I'm at a point in my life, I can't do the the hustle and bustle anymore. I just needed something quiet and maintain, needing more space. Um, for those that don't know, I'm a licensed Zumba instructor, so I opened up a business in 2020. Um, it's called Bass City Entertainment. Um, you can also follow uh, my business page. is Bass City Entertainment LLC on Instagram. Uh, I will be uh, doing a virtual, well, that's the plan, of doing virtual Zumba classes. Um, and you could purchase those um, whenever I do events. And you could, uh, it'll be on my website, BassMoreno.com. And then I'm also in the mix of writing a ebook, a poetry spoken word ebook um, that will also be for purchase on my website as well. So things are moving along um, nicely after a uh, rough stretch. Can't believe it's already going to be a whole year that 
it's basically been a year that you know we've been uh, the the pandemic. You know, you know February. You know, we already had uh, isolated cases throughout the U.S. and uh, you know the one-year anniversary of the shutdown is happening. So, you know, shout out to everybody. Pretty much the whole world is being uh, re-traumatized. I'm like, damn, we're really living in a pandemic for a whole year. And, you know, people still refusing to wear masks and social distance and just not caring. And, um, you know, just wear a mask, wash your hands, social distance, at least six feet. Um, you know, just take care of yourselves and take your vitamins, you know, get some exercise, and hope, you know, this weather has been crazy, um, with snow and ice, which leads me to, you know, shout out to everybody in, um, Texas and throughout the southeast and, and out west that, you know, has been getting hit with, uh, snow and ice and, you know, lack of electricity and running water and just uh everybody stay safe out there um you know last week biden um president biden was i heard i saw something that he's not uh looking into um student loan uh, forgiveness at least of fifty thousand so uh, which is not good good news for us in the social work fields. Um, you know, we like kind of like reliving these traumas of 2020, uh, at least in remembrance of them. Um, this week uh, marked the uh, anniversary of Ahmaud Arbery uh, being shot and killed. He was just, you know, jogging minding his own business and two uh, idiots uh, shoot and kill him. Uh, I just realized today, um, as of this you know, recording this segment, that uh, I think it was yesterday was the um, anniversary of, of Kobe Bryant's eulogy at Staples Center. You know, that was a surreal um, you know, moment watching watching that a year ago so we need to be mindful of like you know the trauma that we all have lived through and you know we are survivors will somehow some way we get through it you know we're uh, many of us losing family members and and just different things that are happening that are traumatizing us and yet we still have to especially as social workers mental professionals provide services to the most vulnerable populations and yet you no know, we going through our, our own shit as well so just do the best we can um everybody talk about self-care hashtag self-care but you know you really have to be mindful and be self-aware of actually taking care of yourselves you know, first and foremost and uh, I hope my all my peers out there that who, that's listening uh, make time uh, and also enjoy your your wins no matter how small the wins are because uh, life is precious so if you wake up tomorrow morning and you 
just waking up is a, a blessing and like just any little thing or you know something made you laugh like you know your if you have children your kid says something that makes you laugh or or just just anything you like you know having some food and water and just basic shelter like you're winning like don't no don't let that go over your head uh you know, do some reading, do some writing, do some journaling, uh, listen to a podcast. Um, you know, there's so many good content. Uh, uh, learn about stocks, learn about bonds, um, learning what the hell crypto is, um, Bitcoin. Uh, now there's uh, NFTs, like find out what the heck is that. Just, uh, so many stuff to like build, build your knowledge and gain new skills uh, or just it's okay not to do anything just sit and binge watch TV whatever your favorite shows are don't just do that just do something just live your life as best you can take it one day at a time uh, you know we, we are all in this together and we're just doing the best that we can so uh, on another note, uh, uh, this episode features, I call it the uh, Boogie Down Bronx Takeover of the Podcast. Uh, I had the pleasure of interviewing uh, Joy Britt, licensed clinical social worker from my hometown of the Bronx, New York, a.k.a. Wakanda. Uh, we had a nice conversation. Uh, she left her j- full-time job in 2020 working at a school and and started her own private practice and so which you know she went outside her comfort zone and doing the damn thing and she also has a a podcast called the joy of social work podcast it's an amazing um, podcast you know i I try to take notes uh, for my podcast uh, based on what she does and a couple of other podcasters um that I listen to as well. So, you know, after this message from Anchor is my uh, conversation uh, with uh, Joy uh, Britt, a licensed clinical social worker from the Boogie Down Bronx. And like I said, uh, subscribe to the podcast. Thank you for listening wherever and however you're listening to this podcast. You can listen to this podcast on all audio platforms. Uh, God bless. Stay safe. <laughs> the beauty of technology. I know. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Oh no, of course. I, mean, I call. I call the the era that we live in this pandemic the era of shooting your shot. So <laughs> I, I gotta. I I'll like. I, I need joy. I I love your podcast, Thank by the way. So, um, so like I I need joy on this podcast. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I do is ask, but I said no. Just all right. Let's keep it moving. So you said yes, and we made it happen, and here we are. Here we uh, are. On, on happy Valentine's happy Day. Happy Valentine's Day to you too. Uh, so how are things going with you? Things are pretty good. Um, kind of a you know relaxing day, like relaxing Sunday. How about good, you? Good. Yeah, a pretty relaxing Sunday so far. Uh, just 
finished uh, watching church service on- online, which is, you know, crazy, you know, <laughs> go from in person all this time and the pandemic hits and you watch the church services on Zoom. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> what a life we are living in. <laughs> oh, almost to almost a, a year, a full oh. year and counting. <laughs> I know. Somebody was like, it's been like eight months. I'm like, it's been eleven months. <laughs> yeah. I was just listening uh, uh, to your your recent uh, episode. Uh, I was getting to the good to the good part of the going to back and forth of the of the courting and is it regional and stuff like that. So uh, I don't I don't want to give too much away, but <laughs> I, I really enjoying the conversation uh, that that you had so far. And and I think it might be regional. I, I don't know, like dating. Uh, luckily for me, I don't got to deal with that. Uh, anymore, but uh, when I was dating, it was definitely like uh, seemed like an out of body experience. Like, what the hell do you do? <laughs> Things are so different. Say congratulations to you. Uh, uh, on which part? On all of it, <laughs> like... everything. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you very, very, very uh, much. Um, I got something else going on that I that I haven't uh, posted yet that that just happened Thursday, so I'll post it soon enough. Okay, looking forward. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, been a, a lot of changes, a lot of good uh, recent uh, due to uh, uh, a lot of bad that happened. So I'm seeing the light at the, at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited. So um, for those that don't know you, um, I mean, they're living uh, underneath a rock, first of all, because you're doing, you're doing amazing things now, just to you know your podcast and also just in general in social work. Uh, let everybody know who, who, who you are and what exactly you do in our wonderful field of social work. Okay. So my name is Joy Britt. I am a licensed social worker. I'm from the Bronx, born and raised, and I uh, have a private practice called Life Intensity Psychotherapy Services that I started the end of 2019, but I didn't work full-time in until March of 2020. So I'm coming up on a year of being full-time at my own business, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah. Thank you, thank you. Yes, um, absolutely. And I have a podcast, the Joy of Social Work podcast, where I talk about kind of my it it it's it's been a it's been a lot of things, but it started off as my journey of life after loss after losing my boyfriend um, in 2017, and kind of like what that's been like and what it's like to be a social worker and deal with your own mental health and just kind of like just everyday topics that I think relate to me and like people who listen to podcast gotcha uh how do you first get started in social work um how did you first get started in social work so it's like a loaded question because i'm like i never really really know so um in undergrad i well i originally wanted to be a lawyer i wanted to be a political science major the school that I ended up going to didn't have that major. And I was just kind of like, I don't know what I want to do with my life. And I got a, a postcard in the mail that um, asked three questions. The only one that I remember now is like, do people come to you and talk when they need help and advice? And I'm like, oh yeah, that's me. So a friend and I we went to this like informational session and it was to be a human services major. 
So at some point we both declared human services as our major, but I didn't know that at the time I didn't want to go back to school. When I graduated, I was like, that's it. I don't want to go. I don't want a master's. I don't want to do anything else. Like that's it. I just, I, I did one degree. I'm done. I don't like school, but I couldn't <laughs> get a job that I really loved at the time. So the women that I was working with at the library were much older um, white women. And they were like, just go get, go back to school here. It's free. But I didn't, I know that I didn't want to get a degree in school counseling because I know that I didn't, I didn't think of that. I always would want to work in a school. So I was like, in a space okay. of like, I don't really know what I want to do, but I know that I want to work with kids. So I left the library and I started working at a daycare just to kind of get kid experience. And so I did that for a little while mm-hmm. until what now, what time? Mm-hmm. What not to cut you over? What what time period is this? You you broke up as um, you were telling your story. So this was probably twenty two thousand and like seven, I think. Two thousand seven, okay. two thousand eight. No, two thousand seven. And so I was working at a daycare, and at some point, I was like, "Okay, this is cool, but this is also not really what I want to do." And my co-teacher at the time, she and I didn't really get along. And I was like, how can I spend less hours with her? And the idea was (laughs) to go back to school. So I was like, what do I want to get a master's in? I was like, I think I want to get a master's in social work because the the person who ran the program, the, the human services program when I was an undergrad was a social worker. And I like really loved and admired her. And I was like, I want to be like Dr. Petrie. So I looked at what schools were accepting applications. I applied, and then I went to grad school. Awesome. Yeah, that was that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how was your? How would you describe your uh, grad school experience? Um, I feel like it was a overall a good experience. It was hard because I went part time and because I worked full time and then like my mom was sick. So it took me four years to get my master's. So, and so Mm -hmm. I like didn't have like friends really because I went in the daytime. I went in the night, I went in the, the, the weekend. So I didn't see the same people all the time. Like some people do in grad school, it was really broken up. So I feel like I didn't have like a huge grad school support, like in like with like, like, classmates and stuff um right. but but overall i feel like i got what i needed out of it <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, and what school by I was the way? NYU. gotcha it was also a very white uh-huh. program so there were times that i was the only black person in the class so that sometimes is difficult mm. um because there were also professors who wanted to hear about the black perspective and it was like well joy can tell us and i was like i don't i don't want to speak for all black people <laughs> about my own experience <laughs> oh my god it's, and i'm sure it, i mean i don't know but i'm sure that that uh that's only getting worse in, ter- in terms sure. of grad schools uh, i'm sure especially <laughs> in this climate i'm sure that it's like hey what you yes, doing? The, it's like not the not the students job at all uh, yes exactly and the uh, the the, po- the post orange right. era of social work 
<laughs> so, so, so you mentioned that, you know you're getting uh, you know your podcast, which is amazing, and how you, you know you got started and just talking about your life experience and and your law, you know your losses and just right re- regular stuff, you know that anybody could could relate to. I think we we kind of share the same similarities, you know. Talk, I mean, I didn't know what initially what I wanted to talk about when I when I first started, and then you know. S- slowly life started happening and then corona happened like bam there you go <laughs> talk about corona talk about corona talk about your 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 experience at, at the job dealing with corona and then like my mom got sick and then she ended up passing away and I'll talk about that and he, thank you and just stuff just continuing uh, happening and then like and like I said from the at the beginning you know, shooting my shot like okay I want to I follow this person. Let me uh, either DM or use started look, using LinkedIn a lot, uh, and getting podcast interviews off of LinkedIn, and just going like on and on and on, and then, like doing like being being more mm-hmm. consistent with it. Okay, like uh, and you know, it's a matter of you know just being consistent with it, and then like things really started happening, and, and now I'm doing just by accident weekly That's stuff. <laughs> so, so much con- yeah. good content. <laughs> so much good content is you not know, happening, and like December, like just racking up a bunch of interviews and just finally like releasing mm-hmm. everything, so things are falling into place. So I'm not I, to a point that I've been getting um, advice of uh, podcasting advice to people who want to like start getting into. Do you have advice for f- fellow social workers or people in general who uh, want to get into podcasting? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, I would say I think a lot of people who are like, I want a podcast, are f- afraid that like, what if what if no one listens to it, or like, what if what I'm I'm saying somebody else has a podcast but the reality is like you are you and no one is going to say what you're saying the way you are so just go on and do it like exactly. it doesn't matter if there are 5 million podcasts on the topic that you want to talk about you are you and you are unique and that the way that you deliver that is going to make people want to listen to that and draw that to to draw them to you so I would say just go and do it yeah right absolutely yeah, just just do it. It's like download mm-hmm. Anchor on your phone, exactly. <laughs> record, re- release it, and and if you could just do it as a, as a side, do it for a hobby. For me, it was been like very yeah. therapeutic. Just just do, doing this and just you know people can relate to to a death, and people could you know everybody's going through the pandemic. The whole world's going through the pandemic in in different ways, and people need resources and. And just you know, addiction is still yeah. happening. You know, people, are, you know, you know, people still dying in different in different ways, and just you know, relating that to to the world, and, and just yeah, just absolutely. do it. <laughs> yeah, that's that. That would be my my advice. You know, to just do it. Um, I, uh, describe twenty twenty for you. Twenty twenty. It doesn't have it doesn't have to be one word. Just overall twenty twenty. So twenty twenty. Well, I'm like trying to think of all of twenty twenty. Twenty twenty overall overall was probably like the best year of my life. As crazy as it sounds, because 
there was a pandemic, there was a lot of loss. And like, I'm not saying that everything that happened in 2020 was great, but when I think of like Mm -hmm. the start of 2020, so like March of 2020, I presented at a conference, my first conference, I presented at my first conference. And then a week later, I quit my full-time job. Like, and, and, and then that was scary and there were so many feelings, but I want to say it was the best decision professionally that I've ever made. And not because I'm like, oh, now I'm like so rich and so happy. It's not at that at all. But it's like just kind of giving me the confidence to know that I don't have to take certain things at work that I don't deserve or like that I've worked really hard to avoid. And it's like giving me this, professional confidence of like you can be okay by yourself you don't have to like have this um this like safety net almost to 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 lean on and to depend on right and i'm not saying like everybody go quit their job because that might not be the case and like that <laughs> like stay at your job if you know if i knew that if i knew that the world was going to close and i could have worked remote until june i would have probably stayed too but in the moment, I was like, "The Blasio's never gonna close schools. I gotta quit." Um, so it worked for me in that moment. Um, but but I would say that, yeah, twenty twenty just was just like a. It was a it was a good year overall. It was a lot of growth that I saw in myself, and a lot of changes that I think have that are that are gonna help me be the person that I know that I should be or can be. And and I'm I'm very proud of you. You 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 doing your thing. Um, no, for taking that that leap of, leap of faith and in yourself and just putting yourself out there and things are 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 starting to fall into into place for you and and I'm very happy from yeah. from one Bronx site and a social worker <laughs> to another. <Thank> you so <laughs> um. Yeah, so so, f- what what if you don't mind sharing what made you uh, Ooh, quit the job? Um, so oh, there there were so many things over the years, but I think the the last maybe six months that I was there, there was a lot of incidents of like microaggressions or just outright racism that I was feeling and felt like I would Mm. confront and say like, Hey, I'm feeling away because of this. And either I was told like, well, you need to address this person. And I felt very much like if I'm feeling oppressed by an oppressor, why am I then having to be the person that's confronting them? Like you would never ask somebody that's raped to go talk to their rapist and ask them why they treating them this way. Exactly. So it was confusing to me, like as a social worker, why are you encouraging me to go speak to this person who I feel like has done this thing to me without you just kind of supporting me in that. So there was a lot of that going on. There was a lot of like, you know, I feel like I'm being mistreated because I'm the black social worker in the building and a lot of like gaslighting mm. of like, no, you're not. That's not true. You're making things up. And then also just kind of a lot of like, well, if this doesn't happen, that's not related to my job, then I don't know what's gonna what's gonna happen for your position next school year. So it was just a lot of things that I was like, 
I think I'm going to get fired anyway. And and I don't think it was any of the things that I wasn't doing right in my job. It was like, I started to have more of a voice and speak up. And I don't think everybody wants to hear your voice sometimes. You know, we're encouraged to like advocate yeah. for ourselves, but, but that can be dangerous at times. So I'm advocating for myself. I'm like trying to do this work in and saying like, no, you're, you have to be anti-racist and what you're doing to me and saying to me is not okay. And it was turning into a lot of backlash. And so at some point I got written up about something that was on social media. And I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. Like I, I just I just got tired. Like I was oh like, I am not happy it's... here. I know that I'm not gonna come back in September. And I just don't want to do it anymore. And so I quit. And days mm. later, <laughs> the the world shut down. And I'm like, damn, I really should have waited. But but you know, it was also one of those things that if I had probably waited, maybe I would have stayed. You know, like I don't know that it would have made me be the person. I don't know that it would have put me in a position that I felt like I needed to like be in. So right. I mean over over six months of of, of nonsense man with me like any job i have got got three strikes and, and sometimes and i've been in positions where okay strike one happened or strike one and two happened at the same time and i'm waiting on the third strike and i'm out like i'm not gonna take any nonsense i don't care if i've been there been there like two weeks two two months four months like like you no, strike three and I'm getting the hell out of there. Like, especially if it's like job security is mm-hmm. is in question. Like, no, like I'm 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 not I'm not with exactly. the shits. Yeah. And, like I'm not <laughs> rec- rec- recommending that for like anybody. Like a year goes by so fast. Like, okay, maybe I could suck suck it up for like one year and it will look good on the resume and and then get the hell out. But just circumstances are are exactly. beyond your control. Sometimes, sometimes you can't. So. You don't have a year. Like sometimes you really don't. And I really, my, yeah, my exactly. goal at this position no. was like, I've never, I feel like I was like, never had a job for over three years. And I was like, I'm going to make three years. And I was like, I'm not going to make three years. I'm going to leave. <laughs> this is not, because I can't, I can't, like, when you wake up every day and you dread going to work or you dread being in the building, oh, and no, what no. is somebody going to say when, when you get an email or a text message and your heart is starting to race? So you're like, I just want to go home. That's not it to, for me. For me, it wasn't it. And I was like, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. For, even if it was like, what was it? it was March, April, major three more months. I was like, I don't have three more months in me because I've pushed it this far, you know, and it was just getting worse. Right. I didn't foresee it getting better. You know, I'm walking down the hallway and adults who are in leadership positions are rolling their eyes. I'm like, oh no, this is crazy. How are you rolling your eyes and you are the leader? No. No, no I'm not doing this. I can't <laughs> play these games. I can't yeah, play these games with grown people. <laughs> no, exactly. You can't, but you do with grown adults and no, you can't. Absolutely cannot. Um, so I started working at, at at a school in the school district mm-hmm. as a school social worker, what advice you would have for me to, I mean, I, I'm in a totally different state now. Like I'm, I'm moved to Delaware yeah. from New York during a, during a pandemic, but still like, what, what, what should I be uh, looking out for? I mean, you kind of mentioned like people's bullshit, which is, 
any uh, any job <laughs> and i already kind of i already kind of he already heard a couple stories already of who the look, look, look out, out for the people they tell you to look out for no i would say um <laughs> as long as you know why you're there i think sometimes it's hard because especially when you're working at a school you're at most people work at schools because of kids it has nothing to do with the adults but a lot of times the adults and their bullshit makes you hate the school and hate like being there so as long as you like keep your focus on the kids and what your your mission is and what you're trying to get out of it then i think that's helpful um and try to stay away from the bullshit as much as possible <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, luckily for me, I, I'm assigned to more more than one school, so it's not, I'm not exactly in the building and and try to only go to to the office for like a, maybe one day out out the week. Like, you know, I still I still got to deal with Corona. It's <laughs> still uh, got to keep myself safe and my family safe. So it was like, you no, know, like if I could, there's something I could do from home, and I don't need to go to the office. I'm going to be on the phone exactly. anyway, so I might as well just stay home. And make the phone calls that I don't need to go to the office for that, even though it's only like a 10 minute drive. So I'm not, I'm not right. going. Avoid it as long as you can. No, but, but like, you know, find people who really um, support social work and support mental health in schools, because I think that also sometimes becomes the thing is like, yeah, we need social workers in school, but then people don't know what to do with the social worker in school. And you end up like being like, a kid is crying, yeah. can you talk to them? It's like, did you ask them why they were crying? You can also, you can also ask questions to children. <laughs> I don't know that. Maybe other people don't know that or like teachers don't know that, but you can <laughs> ask a kid, hey, what's going on? You do not yes, have exactly. to always run to the social worker. So like, you know, kind of normalizing like that folks can have a preliminary conversation, not that they should get into like two th things that are too in depth or like outside of their their scope of practice, but more of like you can also build relationships. I think sometimes if teachers build more relationships with children, then they would need the social worker less for those like high crisis um, situations. Like, but you know, right, they wait exactly. till kids are throwing chairs and desks and then they're like, can you come? And it's like, well, what happened before this happened? I know they didn't just walk in here and through a desk. I know they didn't just walk in. It's, it's kind of the same situation that I, I dealt with, you know, working with, with, with the elderly prior to mm -hmm. me coming to the Del to Delaware. They're like, oh, so, such and such is acting up or such and such want to talk to you. Like, okay, why did you ask why they want to talk to me? They just came unannounced, like, I'm in the middle of doing something. Can you ask why why they come? Like, no, the social work is needed mm -hmm. for for every little thing. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> why exactly. can't I stop what I'm doing to exactly. go through with some some you nonsense? Were, like for me, it was like, hey, such and such <laughs> ran around, ran out the, the the classroom, and I'm like, okay, but you want me to go find them? Like, do you know anywhere? Like, I do, you know, I do not miss being behind children, but sometimes I do. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I wonder what such and such is doing. <laughs> that thing, yeah. So my, yeah, my my first job was in foster care, so I saw every yeah. once in a blue. I wonder what happened to, to yeah. such and such kid, like how they turned up, <laughs> what they doing now. So yeah, I, I could definitely uh, re relate to that. Um, so how, how's your private going practice well, going? Um, I just actually signed up with a coach because. 
I know one of the things that I'm struggling with is like knowing my worth and being able to say that and communicate that to clients, even if that means that somebody is like, oh, well, I can't afford it or like it doesn't work for me. And just being okay with that, like every client is not my client and I don't have to be everyone's therapist. So I'm really trying to like work on that so that I can like really grow my practice in a way that feels good for me and works best for for folks who are interested in services. What, what, um, what so her name is Josie Rosario. About? She's a social worker too and from New York. Um, and so she's like a, okay. I can't think of the name of the program right now, but it's a four month program that's supposed to like, you know, help you with your marketing and your growth and to, you know, to be able to make, the money that you you should be making, all of these things. So I'm excited. Yeah. Mm, awesome. Well, that's, yeah, sounds good. Yeah, you definitely yeah. need uh, definitely need your money in private practice, especially especially Ooh, with the damn government right. keeps cutting the Medicaid and and, and, and Medicare, exactly. especially in care. New York. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> damn Cuomo keep cutting <laughs> Medicaid and Medicare. <laughs> Man, I, I, I mentioned my uh, my disdain plenty of times on this podcast <laughs> for for that man. Oh man! <laughs> Especially during this pandemic, and and De Blasio too. Can't wait yeah, till so- he, he's out. He's out of there. <laughs> January January twenty twenty two. Can't gonna be a new a new a new day in New York exactly. City. <laughs> yeah, when he started running for president, I was like, "But why, De Blasio? Just just." This doesn't feel like a thing you should go and do. Exactly. You you can't even run the city. How are you going to run the freaking country? No, no, I don't know how I feel about that one. But but yeah, but it's going well. (laughs) I'm looking to expand and add um, additional social workers within the next few months. Yeah, you know, I'm trying to because there's such a need for services and there's not enough of like the, of course like, there's really just not enough of us as much as it's like yeah as much as yeah, i feel I, like I totally agree. through social media particularly like that i found more social workers especially social workers of color i'm like oh this is great there's so many of us but there's still so many more people who who need ser- who need therapy and services and support and all that that is just not there's just not enough so, yeah, absolutely. We, we, you're gonna have a whole generation of people, yeah. you know, post traumatic stress disorder, anxiety disorder, the, the depression because mm-hmm. of of this pandemic, and so there's definitely a, a need for for us social workers in in, in the field, and uh, so I hope people get whatever help they they need just yeah. go on google do a google exactly. search and you find people you can do a google search can <laughs> <laughs> can google just look, look them up you look them in your area and find find somebody and it, and it's hard it may take a few sessions and or, or may okay this person's not working out i may have to look for somebody else and, and it's still not there's plenty of us black and brown, but it's not enough, even though we come in, we come in fast and furious, but it's still like just, it's just very, very yeah. a white field. Uh, 
at the end as no with no disrespect yeah. it's just the, the nature of the business so um and and, and there's some amazing you no know, uh white therapists who who can relate uh, to a point mm-hmm. and and do amazing amazing work i'm not saying but it's just you know, people just need somebody who can relate to on a day and day day out basis that this was going on. Oh, and put give that other perspective that you're not going to see exactly. in a social work textbook exactly. or or anything. It's so like important, that. I think. And like you said, there are amazing white therapists yeah. and social workers, and you know who who do great work and who are really there and show up for people. And then some people are just. Like some people are just not open to that, and that's fine. And if you want somebody that looks like you, that's cool. Um, and that also, you know, and it's like it's it's like almost like dating. It's like you gotta find the person that that fits for you and works with you, <laughs> and that you feel comfortable with. Because if you 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 decide to start therapy, but you're not going to be open and honest, then it's not gonna work. Right, absolutely. It's definitely, it's definitely a lot like like, like dating. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, it, you you talk you talk about a, a lot of that, uh, you know, stuff like that of dating stuff on on your podcast and you know, losses and, and and stuff, which is you know very relatable and and you know, I appreciate you know your your candidness, your openness, you know. And, and sharing, you know, your story, you know, of, you know your losses, uh, of your parents, and then you know your boyfriend. Said, how, how, how do you like juggle day in day out stuff and still you know, having that question. in the back? Um, yeah. With my own therapist, and I have like a really, I have a really great support <laughs> system. My friends are really awesome, and they are super supportive, and really are there when I'm like not able to be there for myself they really um help me out and stuff and then and I have family who you know like I have kind of a large family but there's only a few folks that I really have that relationship with that I can be open and honest with and I really appreciate them because they allow me to be that um so yeah I'm just I I I think a lot of it is just like being able to be a mess and like being okay with that and folks being like, it's all right, Joy, like you're a human. You do not have to have it all together. And I'm like, okay, thank you so much. <laughs> and, and and that's true. I mean, that you, there's so, there's so much stuff happens. They like we, we social workers are, are, are human first before anything else. Like, like my like myself. Yes, I, I got two kids, but I'm the parent. Like, I'm me first before like, like I, I gotta do something for them. Like, no, they come up to me like I haven't had coffee yet. Go away. Let me have my coffee first, and let me deal with, deal with you. Like. Go get dressed. You're old enough to get dressed. Then I deal with you. Unless it's an emergency, like I see you breathing, like you're not not on the floor somewhere unconscious. Like exactly, go go away. (laughs) And I think there's such like a a humanness to that of like yeah, just because this is someone's profession doesn't mean that they're they're exempt from all of these things. Like now we're people. (laughs) Yeah, of course. (laughs) I mean we. 
we we if something happens to us in our family, we we need to take a bereavement day exactly. or, or a few days, just like anybody else would. So it doesn't. <laughs> Uh, or is your private practice? So we we, we have a few slots open, mostly daytime, evening. I guess I mean I guess you know with people working, evenings kind of fill up more fast, uh, faster than uh the day. So I have a few daytime yeah. hours. Hopefully by March, I'll have um additional support social workers working with me. So then that'll be some more availability that that that'll be open. So yeah, somebody asked me like, "Are you taking interns?" I'm like, "Oh wait, one step at a time. Let's let's try to figure it all out before I completely overwhelm." Because <laughs> I'm good at overwhelming myself, and then I'm like sitting in the corner, like I don't want to do any of it. It's too much. So before I get to that point, let me figure out how to <laughs> add folks on who who I know, like you know, I can give supervision to, but they can mostly manage themselves because they have been in the field for a while. Before I'm like, let's get employees and interns and like completely just be sure exactly right let's, yeah one like, thing at a time <laughs> so you know just want to see what what makes the most sense um might i have interns at some point maybe i'm not sure so but right now it's like trying to you know get my stuff together so i'm in a space that i'm feeling comfortable and then i'm adding on folks who, like I said, I know that they can kind of manage themselves and it's more of like checking in and supervision versus like micromanaging because I don't like that. I don't want I don't want to be micromanaged and I don't want to micromanage anybody. Oh, yeah, yeah. So if you gotta come in and I gotta like <laughs> hold your hand every step of the way, it's just it's not gonna be a good situation for either of us. <laughs> Right up, <laughs> absolutely. Um, okay. that's all the questions I had. <laughs> um, thank you, thank you no, so much for having me. You coming on? Um, thank you too. Keep up the great work with the podcast and you know, keep your great work. Thank you. Keep up the great work with your private practice. And if there's anything I could do to, you got something going on with. Either no, I'm always sharing your podcast on my page. So even with the private practice, uh, so I could sh- share if you're taking more clients later down the line. By all means, like let me know. Now, thank you. More than glad to. Yes, and and share. likewise, and um, I am looking forward to this announcement that you got coming out. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, uh, I already announced it on. on on the the podcast Twitter page on on Thursday, I, <laughs> but that yeah, it's uh it's definitely a a big. I gotta I gotta talk to the fiance <laughs> to how we gonna like <laughs> announce it, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's not. But yeah, I mean uh, things are 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 moving. No, uh, when you reach when you have goals and then like. Doesn't matter, pandemic, no pandemic. Yeah, like exactly. you're just still exactly. gonna fuck it. <laughs> just do it and see what happens. Like you did with the, with the job when you, you know you quit your job. Like fuck it, I'm gonna do it. Like <laughs> and like and then I just deal with everything afterwards and just you know life life happens. Like you know like I learned that a while ago when after what, mm-hmm. all the stuff I was dealing with with my my, my ex wife and then when she passed. You know like you know life is gonna be like all right. You yep. gotta suck it up and still, still you gotta going. live and still gotta do what you need to do. So, because life, 
life is like okay this happened to you okay all right too bad <laughs> like the next day is happening and the next day after that and you just kind of like kind of keep going and just kind of be self-aware of like yourself and like learn to like lo- love yourself and realize what you want and come up with a plan and the plan may not go ha- as planned and and no, with me, you know, no, I just leave everything to God. Okay, God got it, <laughs> and just, just and he'll and he'll lead lead you to to the promised land one way or another. Sometimes you may <laughs> may look at him like like really like okay, <laughs> like like I would never 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 would have would have thought like three like three years three four years ago I'd be like I'm leave, leaving the Bronx to go go live in and Delaware. Look at like. you. <laughs> And, and, and not miss out. the city at all. <laughs> at this point, I'm gonna leave this place too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm gonna try to be like be like Tupac when when, when he first signed the Death Row when he, he did the 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 MTV uh, interview when he's whipping out the money <laughs> like like come to Death Row like that's gonna be gonna be me get all my get all my friends here. to come down to Delaware. Like. <laughs> Like look, like Ooh. look at look at all this money that you can save. But New York I'm City is not it forever. <laughs> no, no, it, no, it's really not, and not, not with just everything. Just no, yeah. no, no. Please, no politicians, and even the the Bronx. As much as uh, you know, Ruben Diaz, the Bronx Borough President. You know, how much good has he done? He has the same uh, similar philosophies right. the Blasio has in terms of housing, which is not good. And we need more housing just just for seniors because you know, people are, are still living into the 80s and then 90s. And you know, I had clients that, that lived in their, their apartment for like mm-hmm. over 40 years, like longer than I've been alive. And like it's not suitable for them anymore and they can't move because they can't afford to move. And they just just stuck on on on, on the fifth sixth it's floor with, with, yeah. with no elevator, <laughs> like all these ailments. It's, it's wild. Is and we need more housing for for HIV AIDS clients. Just we need housing for all the vulnerable populations that we as social workers do and work with on a day in day out basis. There's not enough resources. You know, in the city, it just makes it you know, more difficult for us to to do the do the work, uh, and I'm sure with other other cities as well, like in San Francisco and Oakland, or with gentrification and stuff like that. But like, you no, know, dealing with with the Bronx, there's no there should shouldn't be uh, a studio, one bedroom apartment of one thirty eight right. from right. by the major digging going for twenty three hundred dollars. <laughs> and exactly. and down and down the street is, is a whole the whole it's bunch wild. of projects like. <laughs> Like it just it, it yeah it does it just doesn't make make mm. any, any sense whatsoever and and these are the systems that we gotta gotta deal with on a day in day out basis no no start from the top with with, with who doesn't matter the pre, whoever the president is like as much shit as we give Trump it doesn't matter who's in office but it goes all the way down to like our city councils and state local you no know, senators and Congress people and you know, assemblymen, you know, school board meetings, so it goes all the way down there. So we just need to be more involved and 
and see what's really out there, open our eyes and be more aware that we could really and, and teach yeah. and teach the clients and empower them that they could go to a, a school board meeting in their area and like express their concerns or be more involved with, with the school. I mean, the schools can only do so much because they're just yeah. following what exactly. you know, guidelines from Who ain't never politicians been to that don't know what the hell they're talking about. So, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> man, so, just even going into a school building for the first time, it's just weird. And then with the pandemic, and not going into a school building, then all of a sudden I'm working in a school and then going to a school building, like, and seeing kids in school. Like, I haven't seen a kid in a school in, in like 10 months. It's just so weird. Like, an out of body experience today. You know, you, you're hearing all this shit about, like, you know, kids, you know, they may be asymptomatic and they might spread it faster. At least initially they were talking about that. And, like, I mean, I, I even, like, did a flinch. See the kid, like, I'm flinched. Like, stay, stay away. I don't know. Exactly. You know even you yeah, wear the mask. Okay. Like, it's yeah. still, like, I don't know if you got it or not. Or, like, like, I watch a lot of wrestling. So, like, I'm like, who's a Stone Cold fan? He always used to talk about DTA. Don't trust anybody. So, I'm like, looking at everybody. It? Like, <laughs> yeah, so exactly. That's that, that's the, that's the new uh, the HIV it. is like, do you got yeah, it? You like, you got the rolling away from me. Put your mask on. Yeah. <laughs> Put two masks on. You know. Put two. Now I say put two masks on. Like I can't. I can't. De- I can't deal with CDC anymore. <laughs> I have it. I have it from the jump, and it's like right. They went from you don't need a mask anymore. Like, it, it doesn't, it it doesn't do anything. So now you gotta wear two masks. <laughs> now you now you oh, need really? two. <laughs> so so. So, so now I'm like Le, LeBron when he went to Miami. He talking about winning two, three, four, five championships. Like wear two, three, four, five masks, no matter. Or be like Mr. Matt. He like he wearing like that big mask. I'm gonna put it like on, on my belly since I, I gained all this like quarantine pounds that I originally lost. Just put it on my stomach and get another <laughs> another mask and put it on my thighs. Exactly. Or something. Just stay protected. <laughs> mask up everywhere. Know. You just don't know. <laughs> or, the, or, the, or the movie Bubble Boy, just be in the bubble. Just yeah. create a, make a nice. bubble and just walk around in a bubble. <laughs> You too. Well, you stay safe. Yes, thank you and so much. We'll be chatting on the gram like we always okay, do. Okay, you too. <laughs>